Hello, my fellow Packer fans, or the ones that are left. I think we're all a little bit mad today. I'm here with Ryan and Cody. Everybody's back in the studio, and we're all a little bristled, a little, uh, little upset at the way things are going. So we're going to break it down today. going to talk about some NFL news, and we're going to look forward to, I don't know what, are we a tanking kind of team now? Are we done? Is this the last time we see the Packers as a juggernaut? Are the days of consistent playoff berths and Super Bowl aspirations year to year over for the time being? Let's get into it and figure it out. First off, let's just talk about some stuff going on in the NFL. We got some news to get through in the post-trade deadline world. Yeah, let's get into the news. The biggest news, I think, this week are the Colts firing their head coach, Frank Reich. Not that big of a shocker, considering the way the Colts have been playing this season and considering they're looking to start a rebuild. There's a, you know, Peyton Manning being the favorite for the job. They're getting Jeff Saturday for the interim coach. I seen something pretty funny where it was saying that uh, they're doing everything in their power to land Marvin Harrison Jr. in 2024 and then Archie Manning in 2025. Reggie Wayne on the staff, Saturday the head coach and Peyton become the GM to draft his nephew. It's, it's the, prophe- the prophecy coming to light. The Indianapolis Mannings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about the, I guess you could call it the Fourth Reich. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, is that bad? Is that not good? No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I thought he had them on the upswing after... Andrew Luck left, and then they had the Jacoby year, and then playoff bound with an ancient Philip Rivers, um, almost playoff bound with the the Carson Wentz with a broken spirit after his you know excommunication from the Eagles, and now this year it's just you know another rent to QB kind of situation. I don't know, did he really deserve to be fired? I guess I don't know enough about the Colts, but I don't know when you're rolling out there with. <laughs> Sam Ellinger is your is your guy, and you know I don't even know. It might have been Matt Ryan's fault, though. I think um, the Colts. When I look at the Colts, I'm worried that we're looking at our own future a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how love works out, I think we're going to be staring at a few seasons of rent a QB as well. The Colts have. After losing Andrew Luck in just one of the worst ways you can, or losing your franchise quarterback, who you're thinking is going to be with you for at least the next decade, to have him suddenly just be gone, and then you have to fill that void somehow, but you're a good enough team where you never finish in like the bottom five teams, it's really hard to find that franchise guy when you're constantly picking at, you know, 20th, 19th. It's possible, but it's tough. And they have been doing the rent-a-QB stuff so much that they haven't addressed the QB position and the draft. Yeah, with the Colts, it was like they weren't prepared for Andrew Luck to, you know, um, retire, so then they were scrambling. But with the Packers, it's like, you know, this has been on the horizon it had to have been for a couple of years now since the Jordan Love pick. You know what I mean? They should have been, you know, getting prepared for something like this. But 
but no, it went the opposite way. They went all in with nothing. It's a strange situation, and I don't envy Colts fans right now. Right now, the Colts are picking at 14, and it's a deep class for QB and running back this year, but I don't think 14 is the spot you get your franchise quarterback because there's a few teams that are going to be looking quarterback. The Texans are probably going to find somebody with the first overall. Carolina's definitely picking somebody. Raiders might move on from Carr. Pittsburgh might not be completely happy with Pickett. Even Detroit. Who knows if they keep hanging to Goff? I think Detroit will definitely go after a quarterback. And a new coach. New Orleans? I mean, geez. The top six picks in the league could potentially go quarterback. A lot of teams to get through before you can uh, get the guy you want, you know? Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams in the league right now, and the Colts are definitely one of them. It's kind of weird how that goes. Like, I remember the beginning of the year, it seemed like there were only a couple, couple, two, three teams that felt like they had kind of a, you know, below average quarterback situation, but it seemed like everybody had upside besides like, you know, I mean, I know it's kind of like the opposite of what happened. Everyone thought Gino was going to, you know, uh, be bad and stuff like that. But then you end up, it ends up being Brady and Rogers. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson too. Yep. There's a lot of hope for Baker, you know. <laughs> yeah. So now kind of surprising here. And all of a sudden everybody needs a new quarterback. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're seeing a changing of the guard. I think a lot of the best quarterbacks for the past decade have hit their peak and may be on the descent now. Uh, When I came back into football, you know, like after my hiatus, it was like the old guys at the time, I think were like, you know, I think McNabb was still there and like they were just shells of their former selves. You know what I mean? And then, um, you know, then Russell Wilson started coming around, Andrew Luck and all that and all the, the Cam Newton and all that stuff. And now those guys are they're leaving us it's just kind of another thing to tell you it's just another thing about getting old i'm ca- i'm trying to look through the uh the current list of teams and i'm trying to see who who um trying to see who would keep their quarterback right now bears aren't moving on no jacksonville is probably going to stick with trevor lawrence maybe to a fault Vikings will stick with Kirk. Denver has to stick with Russell Wilson, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forever. The Rams, they don't have a draft pick to spend. Yeah. Um, Philly will stick with Hurts. Ravens are sticking with Lamar. Did they sign him yet? I don't know. I no, they didn't. Anything. No. They would be foolish not to, but. He'll get paid. Yeah. New England probably sticks with Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. They probably have their answer in-house right now. Uh, let's see. The Commanders will probably move on. Bills are sticking with Josh Allen. Cincinnati with Burrow. Tampa's going to be looking for a quarterback sooner than later. Maybe potentially next year. Maybe potentially this year. If they keep going like this, who knows if Brady wants to stick around for the rest of the season. He's too tenacious. Tenacious B. <laughs> Hey, say say what you want, but uh, he's undefeated after a divorce. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, it's not okay. finalized yet, but I did, I see. I've seen a, yeah. a nice little caption saying that. The Niners, who knows? It all depends how Trey Lance comes back from his injury. 
Chargers will stick with Herbert. They've got him for a while. Titans are probably going to be looking at somebody new. Seattle? I don't know. We'll see how it goes with them. Miami's good. Baltimore's good. The Jets are probably good. Dallas will lock up Dak for a while. The Giants are interesting, too. That might depend on the postseason this year. We'll see. Yeah. The Giants looked primed to move on from Daniel Jones, and now they're 6-2, and two, and Jones is no small part of that. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to see a lot of QB turnover in the next two or three years. In other news, talks are heating up about turf fields, artificial turf, and their effects on injuries, their effect on the players. We saw eight players injured and missing time in this past Detroit game in Ford Field on this artificial turf. I think it's clear that the players hate it. I think it's clear that it causes injuries at a level higher than most grass fields. I'm not sure why nothing is being done about it. Yeah, it seems to pop up every year, you know, like somebody gets hurt on the turf or a lot of people get hurt on the turf and then, you know, they call for change, but it's like it doesn't even get acknowledged, you know? This is the most I ever heard about it, though, like where it's a week-to-week discussion. Uh, I I think I think they're going to be taking a hard look at this in the off season and changing it up. I, I mean, I don't know how it's all going to work because, you know, dome stadiums compared to outside stadiums. It's, I mean, it's all different, but they're going to have to do something about it. I think it just makes sense. To, like, I understand it's a, it's a very expensive thing, but player health is supposed to be the number one priority in this league that's that's spoken about time and time again this is very obviously a place where you can improve player safety and i mean we're talking about how expensive it is when you look at it though this has to just be a drop in the bucket it's it's got to be very minimal compared to what they're making you know it seems like a no-brainer just get rid of turf bring in grass i don't i don't know how you maintain grass in an indoor setting but there are smarter minds out there than I am. Yeah, it's it's 2022. The I mean, we can figure out how to grow grass indoors. I don't know, man. Uh, big turf always has their hands <laughs> in everything. Oh, the turf guys, huh? Yeah. Big turf. <laughs> their big boss toe. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Dan Snyder selling the Commanders. Feels like a long time coming. Should have been done a while ago. Get him out of here. I don't want to hear about him anymore. Another weird uh, discussion. Did you guys see that kind of obscure uh, Baker Mayfield stat? No. So Baker Mayfield is undefeated. He has never lost a football game when he doesn't play in it. Huh. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I believe this last game he came in late in the game, and then they ended up losing. And uh, so his stat still remains. He's he's never lost a game where he sits out. Wow. But <laughs> his Wait team. I I'm mean, trying so... to I'm trying to wrap my head around. This. <laughs> so he's so, like a he's a lucky charm. Yeah. If so he, if, if he, he if he sits the bench, his team will win. <laughs> what? But he's so, hold on. So what about so every time that he missed a game and somebody else played for him, they won. <laughs> that's what the stats say and I'm, i guess i didn't fact check it so if i'm wrong i'm sorry but yeah, yeah it says right here that he has never lost a football game 
where he doesn't play in it. I guess I, we could <laughs> quick stat check that to <laughs> just make sure. Yeah, let me just look at his whole career. Yeah, right. <laughs> Real quick. Games, Baker, missed. <laughs> I wouldn't. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so in frustrating news, and I guess we can kind of dip into NFC North specific news here. The Packers are looking to be the bottom of the league for a while here unless something dramatic happens in the next year or two. But the Lions are improving. The Bears are one step away from being just a nightmare to deal with. And the Vikings look to be the current leaders in the division for the foreseeable future. So the Bears are figuring out what to do with Justin Fields. And that's scary. And Kirk Cousins... What's Kirk, this nickname he's got? Kirk, Kirk the New Nightmare Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because he the stigma is he always loses in prime time, right? Yes, so he will never playing. he can never <laughs> okay. win a prime time game. It seems All like right. or he plays terrible. <laughs> so as long as it's a noon game, he's your nightmare. <laughs> he was he was dancing away. <laughs> he thrives in obscurity <laughs> under the spotlights. He's just. He's got a routine, Wilts. man. Uh, what do they say? Uh, real G's move in silence? <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> oh, Sounds man. like the kind of thing Kirk Cousins on the plane would say. <laughs> who knew he was that jacked? Good for right. him. <laughs> who, knew he, who knew he had that many chains? I think he borrowed those from some of his teammates, but who knows? <laughs> Kirk two chains. I, I I seen a picture where it uh it said Kirk after they I think they play the Bills right this next yeah. week it said Kirk after they win against the Bills and it was a picture of the uh the I guess you could say villain from the movie Three Hundred. Oh Xerxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Hold on, I have a funny uh thing about Xerxes real quick. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Little Xerxes news. <laughs> little Xerxes humor. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find him. I think this is him. <laughs> no, never mind. I guess it's not really that. Uh... Another Xerxes news. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the stuff I don't know whether to keep in because I think it's funny, but I, I can't gonna... figure out how to place it in there. All right. So the guy, the the um, the guy who played Xerxes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's in Westworld, and he does not look like Xerxes. Like <laughs> he is it, uh, is it in reality? Isn't he like five six or something like that? I was just about to look for his height, but he's actually six one and a half. Oh, oh really? Okay. So I guess it's not that. You know, he's not that tiny. He's like yeah, he's just a normal guy. guy. He's not like a <laughs> giant god king. Well, I mean, I think King Leonidas proved that he was just a normal guy when he threw that spear at the end of the movie and made him yeah. bleed Gave in him front scratch. of all his followers. Gave him a little scratch. <laughs> Give him a little scratch. <laughs> a little scratch. <laughs> Are we transitioning this podcast to a 300 podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Only, you know, what, 15, 16 years after the movie came out? It's a hot topic. Yeah. I want a uniform. <laughs> In Ephialti's news. Oh, man. All right. 
we saw that movie like between <laughs> between Cody, myself, Logan, and Seth, our cousins. I think we saw that movie in theaters well over two dozen times. I know I at least saw it twice, and I've never I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, besides a different movie, but that was only twice it's happened. And one of them was three hundred. Yeah. I think if I remember, Logan was at the theater like daily for a while. <laughs> and then I was working at a theater and it came to my theater. So I got to see it two times a day for like a week or two. So yeah, I got a lot of money off of us. I had trouble sitting through it the second time. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I saw this Hold yesterday. On. You're saying it's got a lot of money off of us, but I feel like your uh, little story there, you got some free movie passes for that one, child. Well, maybe. Those are <laughs> perks. Yeah, those are perks. Perks, perks is a job. Logan came to a few of the shows at my theater. <laughs> <laughs> he got a few free ones, free ones out of you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's try to correct this ship. <laughs> let's get back to the NFL. Speaking of ships, the move, the sequel <laughs> to three. <and> a half. <laughs> We've gone way off the reservation here. <laughs> Speaking of off the reservation, my theater was located just off the reservation in Kishina. where we watched three hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. Let's okay. <laughs> Let's get find back it back. It. <laughs> All right. There were a lot of games this week. Did you guys have a favorite one? Something to distract you from the dismal Packers performance? Uh, yeah. My favorite game of the week was, as tough as it is to say, the Bears versus Dolphins. First of all, it was just a great game in general. And then it is nice seeing Fields kind of have himself a game. He had 178 yards with a touchdown, and he threw for 123 with three touchdowns. And I believe that 178 yards got him the record for the most rushing yards in a, by a QB in a regular season game, which was previously held by Vic. And then uh, there was just a nice little funny moment where Fields was kind of coming off the Dolphins' side, and Mike McDaniels was just screaming at him to stop it. You stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard about that. I loved his little Twitter uh, or his like uh, his post game presser where he was saying that he wanted Justin Fields to stop scrambling and he was pretty annoyed because he just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't listen. He said <laughs> he wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> See, I like that. I like that kind of that that lighthearted attitude towards football is important and I feel like we're Packers are not feeling that this season. Yeah, it's just like I said it's a yeah, it's the Bears. And it's the Bears quarterback, but it's nice to see our division kind of have some growth with the Bears still losing at the end of the game. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm all for like all the fun stuff added on as long as the Bears continue to lose. Yeah, it's more insufferable when the Vikings win. Yeah. Did you have a, a favorite game, Cody? Uh, mine was um, El Reno Gino. Against uh, third generation Korean Kyler Murray, uh, that, that was uh, you're gonna have to explain uh, that one to me. <laughs> wait, what? What? Third generation Korean Kyler Murray? Yeah, it's his heritage. He is. is he? <laughs> yeah. What's I to explain about it? 
Yeah, that very popular <laughs> Korean name. Kyler. Yeah, he uh, he really liked mash. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, man. Uh, yeah. What I'd did like... you think that he just got that nickname in, <laughs> in college? <laughs> Somebody just started calling him the third generation Korean. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's you know, um, probably the biggest surprise of the season. You know, uh, coming into it seeing the Seahawks just knowing they're going to be terrible and, you know, be picking high at the draft, reloading, new quarterback, new coach, new everything. But, uh, nope, Gino is on the right on the cusp of, like, MVP caliber play, you know? I mean, if there wasn't Patrick Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen, you know, I think he'd actually be in that conversation, you know? But <laughs> go Seahawks, go Hawks. I mean, what a turnaround that would be for him to go from potentially being drummed out of the league and being a filler for the Seahawks while they figure out what they're going to do next to potentially an MVP season. If the if the Seahawks team around him was better all around, I mean, he could be the comeback player of the decade. It's also cool that, like, uh, DK, have you guys seen what he's doing, like, on plays where he's not even getting the ball? Uh, no. So I believe it was this last game or maybe it was a week before, but there was a few clips of him where he kind of ran like a route, acted like he's coming back in and then went to the end zone, you know, like a 20 yard route. And uh, really it was just a run to the left, but he had the defender. He kept on acting like he was going to catch a pass over his shoulder. He did it like two or three times and fooled the defender every time. And the defender followed him like all the way through the back of the end zone when they, uh, and so Walker had like a run to the left and he ran it in for 20 yards because DK's defender was just in the back of the end zone with him, just fooled. Oh, so it's cool, cool to see like the, the, um, some of the team play from that, that whole franchise. Yeah. I mean, the past few years, the Seahawks have been a shell of their former selves. And I think we all sort of blamed it on Pete Carroll and not playing to Russell Wilson's strengths. But I think it's becoming apparent that Russell Wilson was the anchor around the neck of that team. And he's now doing the same thing to the Broncos. So as much as I hate Pete Carroll, I got to give it to him that he's a pretty good coach. That's a pretty good team. And they're figuring stuff out with not a whole lot of weapons to work with. I didn't really have a favorite game this week. It was kind of a dismal NFL week for me. My fantasy team underperformed like crazy. The Packers lost in very frustrating fashion and I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the other games so it was kind of a down week for me the Bears and Dolphins had an exciting game unfortunately I didn't really get to watch any of it speaking of fantasy I went toe-to-toe with another member of this podcast and who (laughs) came out on top in that one hey Uh, I had him I was ahead in a crucial time It was when down I to the thought, wire there. <laughs> I had half my team to play, and Cody sends me a, hey, I'm, I got the lead on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Your tight end is back on track with 1.25 points. Yep. <laughs> and then the <laughs> tight end I dropped. <laughs> and then I dropped Isaiah Likely. Uh, How did know. he do? I missed he had that. a <laughs> at least a touchdown and one catch. Oh, God. I don't know if it was more, though. Like 50 yards in that touchdown or something. I got to watch Joe Mixon uh, put up oh, record God. points against me. Yes. So, yeah. 
Did you still pull? Oh, no, you didn't. Never mind. Sorry. No, I did not. <laughs> I was going to say, if you still won with that. I think he came close to tripling my score. He doubled my score, I should say. Our game, I think, Ryan, it was closer than the score would like to, uh, you know, score would indicate. I think. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's the only time I lost by, well, maybe not the only time I lost by 50. But might have been twice this year. But this one was definitely for sure <laughs> a big loss. Yeah, Devonte Adams coming back and actually getting some points helped me this week. Yeah, I... I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it one more time just because yeah. Cody and I uh, just went through a season-changing blockbuster trade. Yep. So big, big expect, expect big things from both teams going forward. I think we, we addressed a lot of the needs on both our teams. I'll, I'll get out of this two and seven hole. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Um, okay. Today's NFL discussion question. The Packers season is currently in jeopardy, if it's not already gone. Uh, we currently have the 10th overall pick, and over the next three weeks, it's not looking like a lot of winnable games. So we might end up getting a top 10 pick, potentially a top 5 pick. I wanted to ask you guys about teams that tank. I don't want the Packers to be one of those teams. I don't think that's where we're at right now, just intentionally losing. But I want to know your guys' opinions on teams that, whether they mean to or not, tank for a high draft pick or fans that want their team to tank for a high draft pick. I think for people calling for the Packers to tank, I don't think that's an, a worry. <laughs> like I think we can play as hard as we can. And I would be surprised if we escaped the end of the season with two wins. I, I, I mean, with two more wins, I mean. I just, I think it doesn't matter. I think with Rodgers as a quarterback, throughout the, even throughout the whole year, I think we're just going to struggle. I mean, our schedule isn't anything favorable. And how uh, Fields is playing, that Bears game isn't locked in by any means. So it's just, uh, and, and for tanking in general, I mean, I don't really mind it that much. Yeah, does it does it kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth? Maybe, but really, can you guys remember any seasons where pe- people tanked? Like, the only one I can remember is Tank for Tua, and that's just because it was a catchy saying, you know? What but... about suck for luck? <laughs> <laughs> what was but, the you know, one? Didn't Trevor Lawrence have one, too? Uh, I thought I saw... <laughs> I... I don't know if this was it, but I seem to recall Endeavor for Trevor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> score lower for Lawrence. <laughs> no, I mean, but in like a franchise way, if if that's what it takes to get you a quarterback that's going to be your next guy, I mean, what's one season compared to your next decade? So for for that part of it, I don't really mind. It's It's actually, to me, a smart play. But like I said, I, for the for the Packers, I don't think it matters if we try or not try. I think it could be potentially the same outcome. The last time we had a season like this was back in 2005. That's Favre kind of wrapping up his time um, with the Packers. We were 4-12 and that year. That's under head coach Mike Sherman. 
that's when our wide receivers, much like now, were completely wiped out. Our top wide receivers at the time were Javon Walker and Robert Ferguson. And we had running back Amon Green. So eerily similar in that both teams had a underperforming defense, a litany of injuries, and a depleted wide receiver room with an aging star quarterback that you don't know how to get out from under their contract. The idea of tanking, trying to get a high draft pick, just doesn't appeal to me. I think, I mean, if you look at that team in 2005, the very next season, they improved to 8-8. Eight and eight. And the season after that, they're improving to 13-3 and three and competing for the NFC title. So even though it looks bad right now, I don't think it's necessarily like nuke the franchise, get your new guy, and move on. I think there's still hope. It all depends if Rodgers wants to stick with us. Yeah, that's that's a big question. I maybe I don't think it's okay. Like I don't know if tanking is okay, but like it, to me when I think about tanking, you know, it's just kind of like a thing that you can't really stop, you know, like you know it's going to happen whether it's like, you know, obviously it's like a unwritten rule like, oh, no tanking, guys. You know, we got to trust each other. We got to be the non-tankers, you know, but I don't think it's uh there's got to be more shady stuff going down when it comes to that than uh than we, than we'd like to admit you know but yeah. yeah i just i just don't think you can avoid it so i don't really think about it much i don't know overall i think it's unfair i was so mad uh during the um suck for luck year cuz like <laughs> it was such an obvious thing you know but like uh people were defending it saying you know oh there's no way they would tank. Everybody would lose their jobs. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the turnover on teams happens like that when you lose a lot. So like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't believe. I have a hard time believing that the players would go along with something like tanking, because you know there's a lot of pride in athletes. There's a lot of, um, you know, even on the worst teams, it's still you know, 52 of the top athletes in the world on that team. Uh, it's incredibly hard to get into the NFL and to stay in the NFL. Year to year, you could be on a different team. Week to week, you could end up on a different team. So the idea of tanking as like a member of the team in hopes that they draft someone who's going to take your spot just seems backwards to me. Like, maybe the front office would want to tank, but would, I mean, you could lose your job. If you're a head coach and you say, screw this year, we're going to play for next year, I mean, there's no guarantee that you're going to be there for next year. You're tanking to let someone else bring this team uh, to the super or to like the next level. And your chances of getting another job decrease because you coached a crappy team. Yeah. But when you really think about it, though, crappy coaches get hired all the time. You know what I mean? It's like you have, like, you know, like a list of strikes, like a mile long. You know what I mean? Like, look at Adam Gase. How long did he get keep getting jobs? And, you know, and he was terrible. And um, Hugh Jackson, how did they? I don't know if that was just the franchise being terrible, letting him 
win one game in two seasons, but like bad coaches get hired all the time to all sorts of places. If you have a question for the cheese nerds about the Packers, the NFL, or ourselves, you can contact us on Twitter at DF Cheese Nerds. Okay, Packer discussion time. We've already kind of talked quite a bit about it, but we'll uh, we can focus a little more heavily now. This week, the Lions at home defeated the Packers fifteen to nine after a failed fourth and ten from the twenty. The Packers looked bad, and they looked frustrating, and Rodgers looked bad. Everybody just looked bad. This, I, I mean, this was the first game in a while that's made me actively mad. In past games, I could point to something and be like, okay, this is what we did wrong. This is how we fix it going forward. This game, it just felt like, what are you doing? Why, why this choice? Why make that throw why do that instead of this? It seems obvious. I just can't. I can't relegate this loss to the back of my mind. Like, oh, it's just this team. Like, this was the worst defense in the NFL, and we put up nine points against them. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's the world we're living in right now. <laughs> it, it, it was bad, like you said. All every phase of football was bad. Yeah, I. Um... I don't even think I was mad about it. I think this was, to me personally, this game, or to me, felt like just the last straw with a lot of players. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like, you know, once it started to get out of hand and they couldn't score on the Lions, the team probably just was fed up with it. And Rodgers probably, you know, this was the most angry I think I've ever seen him in a game. And I think it's got to be, just the five game losing streak you know it's got to be getting to them you know it's got to be getting all the players and the coaches got to be like worrying about their jobs and everything and then it just i don't think they have the it's too far gone at this point to even think about saving the season so like i don't know it's it's just it seems like too much wasted energy to get to get mad at them anymore this year i don't know it's just yeah this was def this was definitely their last chance to stick with it because the bears are ascending they're probably going to win more games than they lose the rest of the season the vikings are going to win this division probably easily the eagles the cowboys and the giants are all competing for that division and the losers of that division are probably going to be the wild card teams there's just not enough space for an average packers team and that's the best we can hope for is average. Yeah, I mean, kind of going what we were talking about before with the whole tanking debate. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers are last in the division when it's all said and done. I mean, we can get into the schedule a little bit later as well when we talk about future games, but they the Packers have a pretty difficult schedule coming up here. And the only light of the tunnel is the last game against the Lions, who we just lost to. And on the other hand, the Lions have, you know, the Jags, the Panthers, you know, who knows what they do against the Bears, who knows what they do against the Packers again. So I could definitely see us taking last in the division, which I don't know when the last time that happened. I mean, that probably stretches back to 2005, that the year we went 4-12. and Yeah, We took last in the division at that point, but I'd have to fact check that. I'm not sure. I'm on it. Part of the reason that we lost this game 
the injuries. Oh my god, the injuries are stacking up. It's just a it's a game of attrition right now that we're losing badly. We had eight players leave the game with injuries. Only two of them returned at some point in the game. Aaron Jones went down. Rashawn Gary went down. Christian Watson again went down. Stokes, Dobbs, Chris Barnes, who we just got back, and we were already thin at middle linebacker before Chris Barnes went down. And then Bakhtiari and Runyon both missed some time but ended up coming back in the game. Just a horrendous day for injuries. And and Watson, who was supposed to be our Devante replacement, I guess, just cannot stay on the field. It's It's frustrating for him, I'm sure. It's frustrating for us as fans. It's frustrating for the coaching staff and Rodgers. The guy just keeps getting hurt. And to lose, you know, Gary, like the, or Rashawn Gary, like the best part of the defense, I'd say, this year. I would say best part of the Packers in general. Yeah, for sure. Like to lose him and then to lose Aaron Jones. I don't know. I think it was negative for him, though, right? Yeah. But he didn't. I think the last I heard, it's like more tests, but the initial tests were negative. But still, man, the guys that were dropping in this game, it's not like they were depth players, you know? It was like the guys good we need. starters. Exactly. Yeah. The guys yeah. that are crucial to winning the game. Another, another point, like we talked about it two weeks ago, just imagine if, I know we're living in hypotheticals now, but imagine if uh, A.J. Dillon, that scary injury that we thought he all had, like, I mean, where would we be sitting right now? with? <laughs> we would have no <laughs> yeah. running backs other than... Um, Kylan Hill. His, yeah, Kylan Hill, and it's just... Yeah, yeah like you said, like you said, Cody, these injuries are huge. They're yeah. not just little knickknack players here and there. They're they're bad. Yeah, these are the type of injuries that can tank a good team. You know, yeah. like if we look back to um that four and twelve season again, that was the Sam Gatto year. So Amon Green, Najee Davenport, and Tony Fisher all hurt that year. We could not keep a running back healthy until Sam Gatto came in and sort of lit up the field for a little bit there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the similarities between this season and that season. Eerie. What was that season where they had to call up uh, Ryan Grant for the playoffs, like two or three years after he retired or something? Yeah. Do you think he's still available? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's give him a call. Yeah. Now we've lost Dobbs for four to six weeks and Dobbs started that game. It was the first play of the game. He started with, like a 15 or 20 yard catch or was it, it was the first first play of the Packers first Packers play of the game right I think so so Dobbs catches a big pass and then is is done for the rest of the game and is now out four to six weeks Christian Watson cannot seem to stay healthy I mean we've got Lazard and Toure now with a smattering of Glassman Sammy Watkins and Amari Rogers I mean, our wide receiver room looked bad with all of those people healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so there are options at wide receiver out there right now. They've got OBJ, but it's looking like he wants to go to a contender, and we do not look like a contender. So we're probably out on OBJ. He's probably going to end up as a cowboy. 
Antonio Brown, which may, I mean, the season's kind of a bust anyway. Maybe let's just throw some entertaining crazy into the mix. Maybe the front office can um, save their jobs by providing uh, like sports entertainment for a season. <laughs> and, uh, at least uh, Antonio Brown can't ruin a marriage between his quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Our quarterback can't seem to hold on to a relationship. So. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot. Never mind. He is in a relationship. I forgot about you never hear about his uh the blue, the blue. Yeah. blue over. <laughs> Let's see who else is out there. Uh, We got Will Fuller or T.Y. Hilton, who I mean. Will Fuller, maybe we wanted him a couple of years ago. Although he's oft injured and no one else seems to want him. T.Y. Hilton, same thing, probably way past his prime. Do we play the Texans this year, though? Hmm, interesting. Do we? <laughs> no, we, we don't. Okay, never mind. And we don't Going need down it. the list, I mean, we got Sanu, uh, Humphreys, Keelan Cole, Ugh. Ross. Yikes. Malik Turner. Let's bring him back. <laughs> it's funny, you've got like two... Uh, <laughs> free agent wide receivers that are like huge name important wide receivers who could still play you know and then it's like one is either not even gonna consider going to packers and the other one is psycho and then there's just (laughs) all all these other players who probably couldn't even you know break 30 yards right i mean it's this team is just frustrating they don't use aaron jones enough the receivers get open but rogers is not seeing the field very well this year I keep hearing the excuse that, oh, it just, that guy was open, but Rodgers was on a different part of his progression. But it ha- it's happened so much this year. There's been so many plays where there's a wide open guy that Rodgers misses. It's getting to the point, like, he used to find those people. He used to be able to see that a lot easier. And for some reason, it seems like the majority of those are, like, right across the middle. Like guys that are just cutting right across the middle and he just doesn't see them. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say the, without just sounding like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough thing to be in right now. We're so used to, we're, we're used to success and this is a lean year. It's we're playing bad, bad football. And for the team that we have, we can't afford to play the bad football we can't afford the mistakes and the bad throws and the you know missed routes and you know all this different stuff but with the team we got we cannot have these kind of mistakes otherwise we are not going to win another game this season literally we can't afford it i mean this is our last year with this group of players next year we are headed for a free agent apocalypse or a a, like an exodus we are, yeah, we're headed for a salary cap apocalypse. We've got some big names up for free agency that we are not going to be able to retain. We've got Adrian Amos. We've got Randall Cobb, Dean Lowry, Mason Crosby, Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, Sammy Watkins, Elton Jenkins. These are all people that we're going to have to pay or say goodbye to. And we do not have the cap space to pay many of them. And then the defense. I mean, the defense played well. 
They only gave up 15 points against the top scoring offense in the league. But the penalties, man, the penalties are just killing me. Jair ran into the kicker on their extra point try, which gave them a short two-point conversion try and put them up 8-0. Kingsley Enigbare got a huge sack that was nullified by him grazing the top of Jared Goff's helmet. We had two offensive pass interference calls that took away decent gains. We had uh, Nixon get called for holding on the second touchdown drive for the Lions. Just a terrible litany of really, really bad penalties. At the very least, Jair still seems to be playing like he wants to win the Super Bowl, or he at least wants to be respected as the best corner in the league. So, I mean, I guess we can hang our hat on him and say, well, at least we got Jair. Yeah, this is the kind of situation, though, that spawns uh, low morale, you know what I mean? And then resentment, and then all of a sudden you've got a Jalen Ramsey situation, you know? So that's the only thing that I'm worried about is, you know, once the team is, you know, if the team ends up being bad for a few years, like, who's going to get fed up and leave? And then who's going to, you know, who are we going to have to cut for cap? And, you know, it's like, it's a scary future. I'm concerned about this team in the next two or three years. This is this is the end of our window. I mean, we went all in with our free agents and uh, over the past couple of years, and that window is shutting. Their, their cap, their contracts are coming home to roost. Yeah, just to kind of go back on the um, offense here for a little bit, there was um, just to kind of uh, show you how the Packers' offense played and how many wasted opportunities we had. Eight of the, the nine offensive possessions for the Packers ended in Lions territory. The only oh. one that ended on Green Bay's side of the 50 was a kneel down at halftime. So how many drives we ended in Lions territory and only came away with nine points? Especially, you know, thinking about it like, oh, by the way, uh, Lazard gets you to the one yard line and sets you up with first and goal. You guys can get at least three out of this, right? Yeah, and oh, oh by the way, it's also against the worst defense in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. The aggressive play calling on fourth down is starting to get very irritating. Like you got we had two interceptions in the red zone and a turnover on downs in the red zone, didn't we? Or at least in field goal range? I am not sure. I, I that sounds right. I just can't remember. Well, I know we had at least three opportunities to kick a field goal, and we decided to go for it on fourth down. That's nine points. We lost the game by six. Six points? Yep. I And who knows if they get the 15 points or the if, if we're pinning them back with a kickoff. I understand wanting to be aggressive as an offense, but these receivers... And this quarterback this year have not proven to me that on a clutch fourth down play, they can get the yards needed or the touchdown. In fact, quite the opposite. We're not good enough to be doing this every time. I mean, yeah, if it's a end of the game, let's go for it kind of thing. Sure. But first quarter, second quarter, get points on the board. 
Yeah. We we are we are not good enough to it's, be doing it this way. It's zero zero and it's fourth and goal. Just take the field goal. I know it's it feels a little cowardly. Maybe it hurts your ego a little bit. Get the points and then dictate with your defense. Uh, you know what else hurts the ego is a five week losing streak. So, I mean, I think Lafleur. I know he has these conversations with Roger and Rogers, and hey, let's be aggressive. Be aggressive, but he needs to take a step back and look at what he's working with. I mean, like you said, Rogers, he's not himself. He's not the Rogers we are accustomed to seeing. Your offensive line uh, is getting gashed, where your running backs can't do much. And then you got your wide receivers that <laughs> who knows what we have going forward and who knows, you know, it's been in shambles. So you you need to look at that and say, hey, maybe the smartest play here is three points. No, yeah. Nothing nothing against you, Aaron, but we're going to take the point. Sorry. And if he wants to be upset, that's fine. He can go back and watch himself on the film, watch himself on the tape, and maybe understand why the coach didn't put the ball in his hands. Yeah. I mean, he can whine and cry. And will walk out with a W, eighteen to fifteen. Yeah. But and he can complain about not being able to throw it on the goal line. But at least we get out of there winning by three. Like let we have Mason Crosby. We're paying him money to be our kicker. We have held on to him for a while. He's pretty consistent, and I don't think he misses from twenty yards out very often. I mean, take the points because this team is having trouble getting points. So take the points you can get. Like you were saying, depends on the situation. Fourth quarter, close game, or fourth quarter and you're trying to earn points or you're trying to get back into it, yeah, maybe take some chances on fourth down. Take more chances than you would normally take. But, geez, when it's 0-0 in the first quarter and you're going for it on fourth down, just take the points. It's got to be frustrating when you're an offensive player and you go you spend you know 11 minutes 13 plays driving down the field and you come away with zero points it's almost like their whole like the offense is constantly from the beginning of the game you know if if like one of the first couple drives goes bad it's like they they immediately go into like desperation mode you know what i mean like like the fourth downs come up and they're not it's not in the best position to try a fourth down you know but it's like they're the you know they're the guy that is at the local uh, basketball um, hoop, and uh, uh, he's like playing like so much harder than the other people, you know. And it's not working, and he just looks like an idiot. Yeah. And you know, so it's like that. Everyone's, you know, the Packers are getting upset, and they're trying to assert their dominance, you know. And they're like, "Oh, we can get this one. We're gonna get this momentum going," and then it just doesn't work. And then, then it starts the next drive it's like all right guys that last drive was bad we got to make up for it here and then it just keeps going like that they don't just calm down get back to the basics you know what i mean and the fundamentals and try to grind it out you know what i mean it's like they it's like they panic and then all of a sudden they have to start taking these shots and it's just it's so strange yeah and three points isn't exciting you don't like in the first quarter you want to be up seven nothing you don't want to be up three to nothing or when you're down by eight in the second quarter, you you and you have a shot at a touchdown or a field goal. You don't want to be 
you don't want to go three to eight. You want to try to get seven to eight or eight to eight. I mean, it's just like they're basically onside kicks and fake punts away from playing Madden football. Yeah. You know, like just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just terrible. I don't care what the analytics say. I mean, just get points. That's all I want to see. I don't, I'm tired of seeing us getting shut out in the first and second quarter. Just get some friggin' points on the board. As far as special teams, uh, they were just never on the field. I mean, when fourth down came around, we went for it every time, uh, or we turned it over, or they intercepted it, or a fumble recovery, or something. So, not a whole lot to say about special teams. They didn't get a chance to play. My final thought for this week is, and going forward, is we just need to figure out how to put together a few good games here, maybe sneak a couple wins. If not, I mean, like I said, we're we're heading to the bottom of the division uh, pretty quickly here. So I think we need to look at what we got, come up with a good game plan, and try to figure out some way to piece together a win or two here. And we've got a mini buy coming up with uh, following, I think the Titans game is on Thursday. So we'll have we'll have the Cowboys on Sunday and then the Titans on the following Thursday. And then we get like a 10 day break. So maybe that'll help with some of the injuries we have. But I mean, it's a tough stretch. It's going to be a rough few home games here, too. Like if they lose to the Cowboys, everybody's going to be selling their tickets to whoever. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised how many away fans fill that stadium up compared to Packer fans. Which is sad to say, you know, we're used to seeing it sold out, majority Packer fans, but I think we're going to be hearing a lot of booing coming up here. Yep, and it's going to be just embarrassing, too, because it's, you know, Big Mike over there, and oh, it's yeah. the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> it's in Lambeau, it's going to be a nightmare. The the boos, we might even see like a, like a bottle gate situation, you know? Just a bunch <laughs> of new Glarus bottles just getting checked on the field. <laughs> Just um, being a Packer fan this year has been, we're the target of a lot of ridicule because of how bad we're playing and because Rodgers kind of has a tendency to uh, throw a little temper tantrums during the game. And everybody likes it when a successful team starts on a losing streak. So it's been a little rough as a Packer fan, but I guess we can't complain too much considering everything considering the success we've had in the past. You know, the next, uh, you said we had a, somebody, one of you said we had a tough stretch coming up, which is true. And I think um, the amount of games that we can win, you know, for the rest of the year, it's not even a matter of like, you know, uh, the playoffs are absolutely out of the question now, but it's just a matter of, you know, can we, how does next year going to look? You know what I mean? If we win a few games, you know, a few good games to keep everybody in spirits, does Rogers stick around another year or do we win one or two games the rest of the year? Uh, Rogers gets so upset about, you know, just his legacy maybe and his stats and the interceptions. And he just, either he wants to retire or maybe get, I don't know if they can, they, they have the ability to trade him, right? That's a dumb question, but it's not like yeah, a situation. Okay. Our return for him probably isn't going to be great though after mm-hmm. this year. Right. Cause what do you do? You know what I mean? You can't just reload, you know, you've got to, you're in, you're so screwed uh, with 
contracts and everything and cap space it's like i guess what i'm trying to say is i feel like you know there could be a couple things that happen for next year you know rogers sticks around maybe they get a free agent wide receiver they let some people go you know what i mean and then i just don't see anything happening next year because then that's like the last chance you know what i mean like if 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 it would if if rogers stuck around next year and next year was bad there ain't no way he'd play again so no so then it's just such a bad situation the way all this is happening at once you know i mean the writing was probably on the wall for years but and now when jordan love inevitably steps up into the lead role our team is going to be pretty strapped for cash and draft capital and to to help him out and when he comes into it he might be uh getting into a situation where like he'd be a quarterback a draft pick and a plan from the old regime you know so then new people come in all of a sudden they want their own quarterback they want their own players so then it's even more of a bust just to you know um for everyone to all the coaching or all the coaching staff and the you know the g the gm to get canned right before their right before their uh their backup plan even goes into motion you know like yeah 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 and i think kind of kind of going back to the whole tanking uh discussion we had earlier you know a lot of people right now are calling for for love to come off the bench and to start the games here and i don't necessarily disagree with that but i just think that the packers aren't ready to do that yet i think we'll see in a couple more weeks I think a couple more losses and then Love's going to get a start. But I think Rodgers will still start the next two games here. But can you imagine a benched Rodgers? What would that do to him? You know, like, would he oh, just... That, I think that's I mean, his but, retirement. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, too, I mean, he's a... I get pride in everything, but he watches tape. I mean, go back and watch this game. It was... And all year, I mean, he hasn't had too many great passes they've all been off a little bit and he you know not to say he lucks out on some because they're they are in you know the catchable ball but there's been a lot of passes that have been very off all right uh we gotta get into our awards here let's just kind of burn through them we can talk about one or two but let's burn through them uh golden brown player of the week not many players really stood out but Lazard did go four for 87, got one touchdown, and the drop that was called back was questionable. I think it could have gone either way. I still think he caught it, and we probably got screwed out of that one. But anyway, he gets my Golden Brown Player of the Week. My Golden Brown Player of the Week is going to be Jay Alexander. He seems like, you know, he's like the only one on defense left that, you know, that's like a ultra ultra playmaker guy who's actually making plays you know what i mean along with rashawn gary but now he's gone so jay alexander keep keep on keeping on please stay with the team mine goes to a certain fellow that had uh more yards than our running backs and that goes to the injury cart driver he put on (laughs) a lot of miles sunday (laughs) have to change the tires on that car yeah he he, hopefully he filled up in between with some gas and i mean (laughs) and that's that's not that's not highway miles either. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> off terrain. Yeah, probably had to put the snow tires on for that. One. <laughs> yeah, get the chains out. 
All right, let's uh, keep it rolling then. Undercooked curds of the week. Who do we got? I got Sammy Watkins. Uh, one reception, five targets. That's a season high for him. And, and nine yards total. <laughs> plus two horrible routes that he and Rodgers were completely off sync for. And the final play of the game where I don't, it goes both ways because I don't know where Watkins was running and I don't know where Rodgers was throwing. That was such a disappointing fart of a way to end a football game <laughs> just, just to watch that ball hit the dirt in the corner of the end zone 15 yards away from Watkins and then just uh. to see Rodgers like oh man what a gross way to end that game yeah my undercooked Kurt of the week it goes to a Rodgers, but yep, the agree. Aaron Rodgers, not the oh. normal, not the normal recipient. Oh, well, well, now, well, now. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, we talked about it a lot. I'll get a little deeper now. Three picks, looked terrible. I mean, right away when he threw that uh, touchdown to Lazard, the commentators were quick to say, "Oh, he threw it behind him. That was a perfect." But no, he threw it behind him unintentionally and Lazard had to throw a guy to the ground to basically get that touchdown and then there's a few a few uh potential touchdowns that he threw behind the wide receiver and the defender got enough on it with his you know got enough to deflect it where if he would have just led the receiver a little more it would have been an easy walk in touchdown oh, so the the under throws on this or like the impatience yeah I, there was I mean the, the Torre miss what I just can't get my head around why doesn't he put a little more air under that ball? Just put it in front of Torrey. Why do you? Uh, and I mean, just let Torrey run to it. All three of all three of his interceptions were underthrown balls. And I mean, if we had a undercooked play of the game, it would go to the little trickery we try to do to David Bakhtiari. We're talking oh. about a guy that has been missing how many years of games. And then we throw him in and say, hey, we need you to catch us a touchdown. No, we suck. Stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to do these <laughs> dumb plays. Run the ball and get it in the end zone. On that Bakhtiari throw, though, you got to put some of that on Bakhtiari. I mean, he could have got under that ball. I mean, all he had to do. <laughs> I mean yeah, throw I mean, yeah. He, any, for all everything said... It was a good drawn up play. Like it he was. was open. He was yeah. open, but Rodgers yeah. underthrew if, if it. He, if he lobs that ball like five yards, if he like, just how underthrown that ball was was terrible. Like I would just like to see is not exactly a well known route runner. <laughs> He's got the speed, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's maybe it's not the speed; it's the jump off the line. He's got that. I would like to see if Rodgers. <laughs> I would have loved to see Rodgers talk about like, yeah, he ran the wrong route. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, throw Bakhtiari into the bus. <laughs> like, just that the whole, like the, the pass to Torrey underthrown, terribly underthrown. The pass to Bakhtiari, terribly underthrown. I mean, something's up with Rodgers. He, he is not putting the touch on it that he wants to. I don't know if it's his thumb I don't know if it's just old age. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but he, those balls were on Rodgers. All three of the picks were his fault. And for us I, to get an interception and put us in good scoring opportunity and to instantly throw a pick back to them, ugh. man, ugh. it was it just sucked. And the Bakhtiari thing, 
The commentators made such a big deal about Aiden Hutchinson making a great play on that interception. No. If Rodgers throws that 10 yards further, I mean, Bakhtiari's on his own. That was such a poorly thrown ball that it just landed in Hutchinson's lap, basically. Like, Bakhtiari wasn't even near it to get it. It would have been at his feet. Yeah, it would have hit the turf before he even got to Bakhtiari. It was a really poorly thrown ball that Hutchinson just, you know, he was able to watch it. It just floated to him. So, frustrating. Frustrating game from A. Rogers. (laughs) Just like every week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It just keeps showing up on here. Yeah, to keep the streak alive. All right, Cody. We we've let's get right. your undercook, Cody. Yeah, it's gonna go to AJ Dillon. Um, call it lot bad line play. Call it what you want, but he is uh, he is not looking very good this year. You know, when you're looking at the running backs, you're like, oh, this dynamic duo, the, the punch and the speed, but the punch isn't getting it done. Oh, thunder and, and lightning. Yeah, yeah. At least this game, he had a he had a rough one. He had a couple of nice runs, but getting stuffed twice on the goal line and poor vision on that on the the goal line runs. I guess um, there were a couple of plays this game that I was like, "Ooh, that's exciting!" I just finished tearing into Rogers, but he did pull off my deep fried play of the game. His scramble on third and seventeen, where he pump faked the defenders and then juked them about five yards past the line of scrimmage was uh vintage Rogers. I wish he would do more of that stuff throughout the game. My uh, deep fried play of the game goes to Toure. Um, his second week in a row where he kind of had an ad lib route. And this was coming late in the fourth quarter of this game where he, uh, Rogers kind of rolled out to the right and then Toure kind of adjusted his route and started rolling to the right as well. And uh, Rogers hit him. Toure kind of, got stopped by two defenders and then the ball ended up getting ripped out right before he hit the ground. But just for him to get it back up and I mean, crawl as fast as he could to kind of fight for that fumble, just, just a little effort, you know, it was, yeah, should he have held onto the ball, but he's trying to make, do whatever he could to get some more yards late in the game. And then for him to have enough fight in him to get that. So it was recovered out of bounds and for us to maintain possession, it was, uh, one of my better, there wasn't much to be proud of, but that was one that I enjoyed watching. Uh, my deep fried play of the game is going to the big dog, former Jag, <laughs> Mercedes Lewis, catching that ball, you know, big 19 yard catch. He always catches one, it's clutch. You know, he's the, he's the Matt Slater of blocking tight ends. And for him to just go out and catch a ball every now and then, it's really cool to see. And it'll always be my play of the game whenever he gets a ball. That was, that was on a third down, wasn't it? It was clutch, yeah. It was, yeah. It was needed. Yeah. All right, that's it for our awards this week. So next week, the Cheese Nerds are going to be taking a short break, actually over the next couple weeks. I'm going to be out of town. I am getting married in India. Um, and he's Ryan... actually, no, he's going there for, uh, he's going there for that pancha karma. <laughs> you see what actually, that's all about. Yeah. Um, I might, this is actually my, my second marriage to the same person. We did the, uh, the American version. Now we're doing the Indian version. So I'll be in India over the next couple of weeks. Meanwhile, Ryan is finishing up a move. So we're going to take a little two week break here. 
We'll be back shortly after Thanksgiving to discuss the games we missed. Hopefully the Packers will be in a better state than what we're expecting. Um, but right now we're going to do our best to predict the next three weeks. Um, we'll just kind of go over what we're thinking is going to happen. And now obviously a lot can change week to week. So we'll do our best. So week 10 Packers play the Cowboys week 11. The Packers play the Titans and week 12. The Packers play Philadelphia. Philadelphia is currently six and one, seven and one. They're eight and oh, nine and oh, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're undefeated. Oh, the Eagles are currently undefeated. The Cowboys are close behind them at six and two, and the Titans are also at five and three. So, tough string coming up here. Yeah, and the for all three of those, or at least the first two, the Cowboys and then the Titans game with the injuries we're having and at the rate they're coming, I have a hunch that we're going to get ran all over. It's, uh, I think that, uh, Whoever's playing, if it's Ezekiel Elliott or Pollard, and then when we come to old King Henry, man, I think he's going to have another 200-yard yeah. run game. El Tractor Cito. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, follow that up with Jalen Hurts and uh, an improved Miles Sanders. This is yeah. going to be a really tough stretch. Oh, yeah. we're, we're I think we're going to be seeing this losing streak extend to eight. So when's the last time that happened in Packers history? I think mark it in your calendars. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers versus the Eagles is a Jordan Love, Jordan Love game. Yeah. Weren't they drafted in the same year too? I remember Love was drafted and then I felt a little bit better when the uh, Eagles took, uh, I think they took Jalen Hurts in the second that year and they had Carson Wentz. So it was kind of equally as big of a boneheaded pick, but who knows? Maybe it will you know, work out for the Packers too. Um, I weirdly enough, I feel kind of confident about the Cowboys game. Just historically, the Packers kind of have the Cowboys number the past five, six years. And Mike McCarthy, I mean, we know him better than any team knows Mike McCarthy. So maybe we have a little inside info. Maybe we can disrupt them to the point where we steal a win here. I feel the best about the Cowboys game in the next three weeks here. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I feel the best, but I don't. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> we're on a different page. I don't think yeah. it's gonna. Be, I I just I don't... don't. I don't think we're gonna stop Derrick Henry at all. And uh, and I think it's just gonna. And then Philadelphia, just who knows? I mean, who options. knows how they're gonna beat us? They're gonna beat us some way, but it's. They're going to beat us some way, but it's going to be one of five different ways, and there's no way we well, are going to be able little... to plan for that. We might plan, we might be able to stop them four of the five ways, but that fifth way, they're still going to spank us. Yeah. Just... And, if, and if any of these teams lose to the Packers, I don't think it's going to be because the Packers are good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of like special teams miracle where we ran a kick and a punt back for yep. a touchdown. And uh, we know how likely that is. I mean, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big joke when the Packers beat somebody next. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Well, I'm just waiting for the be careful. Somebody broke into my car and left me two Packers tickets. <laughs> like that's coming right oh, around God. the corner here. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, as far as this week, I think the key is going to be, oh, geez. What is the key this next week? I don't know. 
maybe some maybe they should do the the what was what year was that was that the 2008 or 2009 dolphins when they just obliterated the league with uh with the wildcat you know and nobody nobody knew how to adjust to it so maybe they can maybe there's like a like a tame dog offense that i don't know the key of the game is leave them in your car and keep the car running because (laughs) (laughs) if you're going to the game i think you're going to be leaving (laughs) it's it's lambo (laughs) it's lambo uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't have a great record in Lambo. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think maybe McCarthy is just that bad of a coach where we can, we've seen him crumble against bad teams before. So maybe we can be that bad team this time. I don't know. Good McCarthy versus bad Rogers. I don't know. Mm, we'll, we'll see. see. Ooh. <laughs> The double we'll see. Double <laughs> we'll see. see. Will you see, Ryan? <laughs> Will it be nice to see? Oh, no. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in the Titans, especially coming off a short week. And then Philadelphia is just going to kill us. So we'll watch. We'll end up win- winning the Philly game. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Three I was, and oh here. Jeez. I was well, going to say, they'll earlier. be undefeated going into that game and somehow. We'll... <laughs> yeah. I guess if you guys want to predict our record coming out of the next three weeks, zero and one, zero and two, zero and three, one. What are you guys thinking? Zero and three. Zero and three. A a a, a sad zero and three. I'm gonna get dangerously optimistic here and say one and two. Whoa. Yeah. Who's the one? I think it's the Cowboys. Oh yeah, you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe if we lock the the doors, maybe they have to forfeit because they didn't take the field. Honestly, maybe <laughs> maybe having a break from the deep fried cheese nerds curse will be exactly what the Packers <laughs> <Yeah>. need. <laughs> we start this podcast, and of course, it's on the year where the Packers are just dismal. Yeah. It's just whose idea was this? Yeah. Really. Oh, I don't remember. I can't. I can't really recall, to be honest. <laughs> I thought I remember Ryan grumbling at Christmas one year, like oh, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah podcast Christmas. Yeah, mm. Podcast Christmas. <laughs> Packers. Mm. Okay. You guys know the Packers? You guys remember the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> you ever think of doing a podcast? Mm, let's think oh, about that. Man. All right. Um, okay. You guys hey, it's get... the return of the haiku. Right? Let's let's uh we got all three of us here. We can actually get back to our little haiku bet. Uh I did the math and Ryan still has a lead over but I did help Cody get back into it. Right now the record stand, Cody is fifty-five and fifty-seven overall, and Ryan is sixty-four and forty-eight. Mm. So still possible to come back from that. So since we missed a few weeks, we decided that we would all write one haiku together. Uh, I did the first line, Cody did the second line, and Ryan did the third line. So we're going to recite our Frankenstein-y haiku for you guys right now. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. So I wrote the first line about Cody. Cody wrote the second line about Ryan. Ryan wrote the third line about me. 
and I will begin with the first line of the Quip Trip Haiku. Witness King Cody. <laughs> uh, Ryan, sturdy like tree trunk. <laughs> Shy will fly. Goodbye. That's a compliment necessarily, but <laughs> it's just a thing I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get some claps for that. Thank you for your contributions to the haiku. <laughs> um we're gonna have we're gonna have to do a quick trip for the next three weeks then. So uh oh, good luck, guys. <laughs> All right, let's start with week ten. We'll just, Holy we're gonna shit, to, are we we're, doing? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to burn through these, like forty games or something. Here? Yeah, something like that. Teams. Oh man, it's gonna be a nightmare counting these up when we get back, <laughs> and I'm gonna be jet lagged. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm ready. Thursday of week ten. Who's going first? Uh, Cody starts. Cody starts this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Week ten, Thursday night game: Falcons at Panthers. Falcons. Falcons. Seahawks at Bucks. Bucks. Seahawks. Vikings at Bills. Bills. Vikings. Lions at Bears. Lions. Bears. Jaguars at Chiefs. Jags. Chiefs. Oh, a test of faith. <laughs> <laughs> Browns at Dolphins. 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 Texans at Giants. Giants. Oh, so close. Saints at Steelers. Steelers. Saints. Broncos at Titans. Broncos. Titans. Colts at Raiders. Raiders. Oh, Raiders. <laughs> Raider. <laughs> Do that one again. Colts at Raiders. 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 I half expected you to go Raiders again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Cardinals at Rams. Rams. Cardinals. Chargers at 49ers. Chargers. 49ers. Commanders at Eagles. 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 All right, let's move on to week 11. All right, the Thursday night game is the Titans at the Packers. We already sort of guessed on that. Titans. So we'll move right to... (laughs) (laughs) It all depends if it's snowing in Vermont. (laughs) Apparently that has some effect on Derrick Henry's output. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just uh, laughing there's... to agree. I was really confused about that. So there's a, um, there's a thing right now in fantasy football circles mm-hmm. where Derrick Henry has really good games if it's snowing in Vermont. So if there's snow on the ground in Vermont the day of a Titans game, Derrick Henry does really, really well. Well, we better go up there with some heaters and start melting. Yeah, just... <laughs> call up uh, call up Champy up there and be like, hey. <laughs> we need you to melt all the snow. 
Okay, so we'll skip the Thursday night game. Sunday, week 11, Bears at Falcons. Bears. Bears. Panthers at Ravens. 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 Browns at Bills. 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 Commanders at Texans. Commanders. Commanders. Eagles at Colts. Eagles. Eagles. Jets at Patriots. 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 Rams at Saints. Rams. Saints. Lions at Giants. 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 Raiders at Broncos. Broncos. Raiders. Cowboys at Vikings. Vikings. Cowboys. Bengals at Steelers. Bengals. Bengals. Chiefs at Chargers. Chargers. Chiefs. 49ers at Cardinals. 49ers. I'll go Cardinals. Okay. And now week 12. Now you're first, Cody. Okay. Oh, there's three Thursday. Oh, that's the Thanksgiving games. That's why. Three Thanksgiving games on Thursday the 24th. All right. Thursday week 12. Bills at Lions. Bills. Jesus <laughs> Maybe let me finish. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bills at Lions. Bills. <laughs> Bills at Lions. Bills. Brian, did you say something? <laughs> I'm trying to breathe. Um, Bills. Just say Bills so we can move on. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys. Giants. Patriots at Vikings. Patriots. Vikings. Okay. <clears throat> Broncos at Panthers. Broncos. Broncos. Buccaneers at Browns. Buccaneers. Sorry, I had to think of who those teams were. <laughs> <laughs> Buccaneers. Ravens at Jags. Jags. Ravens. Texans at Dolphins. 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 Cody, I think I think your Jags fandom is getting in the way of you winning some. This is exactly what it was like when I worked and we had a pool for uh, guessing the winners. Same thing. No, I'm serious. I would have won one week, and I would have won like 200 bucks. <laughs> if I wow. If I if I hadn't picked the Jags, that's some faith in a team, man. I hated that job too. So. <laughs> All right, Texans at Dolphins. I have to restart. Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Bears at Jets. Jets. Bears. Bengals at Titans. 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 Falcons at Commanders. 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 Chargers at Cardinals. 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 Raiders at Seahawks. Seahawks. Raiders. Rams at Chiefs. 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 Saints at 49ers. 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 And Steelers at Colts. 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 Okay. That's the quick trip for the next three weeks. Now, this uh, particular episode is going to be a little bit longer, I think, but that makes sense considering we're talking about the next three weeks. Okay. It's time to get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> Deep Fried Cheese Nerds podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at DF Cheese Nerds. That's nerds with a U. You can tell us your thoughts on the team. Let us know what you think of the podcast. You can also watch podcast highlights on TikTok at DF Cheese Nerds Pod, although I don't think that'll happen over the next three weeks because I will be in India. Uh, we'll see you after Thanksgiving and after I'm back from India. Well, we best be hitting the road. I got a plane to catch. 
Have a good one. Bye. Did you guys know Brett Favre's middle name is Lorenzo? <laughs> no, I didn't. It is. Wow. I didn't Lorenz know that information. Oh. <laughs> or Lorenz no. <laughs> oh god. Or low rents? No. Welfare? Because he stole welfare. No. Yeah. <laughs>